Matthew chapter 8, verse 19 and 20 read, And a certain scribe came and said unto him, Master, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus saith unto him, The foxes have holes, the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. I just want to read that verse 20 one more time. And Jesus said unto him, the foxes have holes, and the birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man hath nowhere to lay his head. Lord, I ask for your power and your grace again to help your servant bring a word for your people. Help me bring a word for them. Help me bring a word for me. Help us bring a word to go into the new dimension of functionality that you need us to go into in order to function in this time and space. We ask you to give us the tools and to give us the spiritual fortitude and, and integrity and, 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 and wherewithal and power and might to withstand the wiles of the devil. He's our enemy, but we know that you have already handled him and the victory is already ours. We just have to walk out the story. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. If you be seated in the presence of God, I want to speak to you from the subject, can God lay his head on you? Can God lay his head on you? And I began to think about that because laying your head on somebody is a vulnerable thing. Hopefully, man, you ain't going laying your head on every woman you see, but it's a vulnerable thing when you lay your head on somebody. That means you're trusting them. That means you trust them not to do you wrong. That means you're putting yourself in a vulnerable position where you're probably about to share some things about your life or talk about some things that you're only comfortable probably most of the time yourself. But when you begin to allow yourself to be in a vulnerable position, you begin to understand how much you care about that person. See, see, see Samson laid his head on the wrong person's lap. You can't lay your head on everybody. And so I just want to talk to you from the subject. Can God lay his head on you? Come on, somebody. The, the text says, and Jesus said to him, the foxes have holes, the, the birds have nests, but the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. And so many uh, theologians, so many preachers, I know understand that we, we can interpret scripture so many different ways, but so many different theologians have, have preached this sermon totally wrong, in my opinion. Now again, I'm just a finite man, just like everybody else, but theologically speaking, Jesus didn't need nowhere to stay. Y'all better watch out. See, 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 begin to say, oh, Jesus didn't have nowhere to stay because Jesus didn't have no money. First of all, Jesus had a job. Jesus was a carpenter. When they, when, when they killed Jesus on the cross, when they murdered him, when they crucified him, when they assassinated Jesus, when, when, they, when they murdered him and, and they, they, they took his cloak and, and they bid it on his cloak. They, they drew lots for his cloak. I better stay my butt right here. <laughs> I didn't get too far from the river Jordan Shore. Hey. <laughs> Nigga, your leg ain't right. Hold it down. With a seatbelt on his mouth. But they begin to say he didn't have anywhere to stay. First of all, Lazarus was rich. Lazarus had a house. Jesus had a house. They, they, they drew lots on his seamless robe. 
I don't know about you, but I, but I ain't trying to trying to draw lots on no payless shoes. I'm not trying to draw uh, lots on Buster Brown. I'm, I'm not trying to draw lots on it. I might draw some lots on Gucci. Come on, somebody, some Prada, some Armani. Come on, somebody. I might I might draw draw draw, draw some lots on that to try to get that. But they, his role was seamless, which means they don't even know where it started. It was so tailor made that they didn't understand how in the world does he have this? And they drew lots on his role. He wasn't. See, we begin to think Jesus was broke because we look at the nativity scene and we see three wise men. It never said it was just three wise men. It said they brought bearing three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. If it was only three wise men looking for Jesus, Herod would not have been intimidated because Herod would have been like three crazy folk looking for this man. No, it was an entourage. It was a big, big well-to-do. It was the magi. It was the powerful men and women of God coming to see who the Savior was and they were rolling deep. Nobody scared of you with three folk talking about you the king of kings and lord of lords. Jesus. When broke Judas was stealing money from the treasury. If you ain't got the $10 that he stole five. He came to give you life and to give you more abundantly. How in the world are you going to give me something you ain't got? I know they say he became poor so we could become rich. If you was a billionaire and became a millionaire, you might feel poor. If I had a house made of gold and I could walk on the streets of gold and diamonds and pearls are in my shoes and all of a sudden you want me to put some Nikes on. No, he's not talking about a house. He's talking about he has nowhere to reproduce himself. He has nowhere that people understand him. He has nowhere for him to lay his head and give his mindset to. He's trying to give somebody a cure for cancer, but they won't listen because they keep moving around because they won't let lot go. God, 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 God has trying to download something to somebody, but they won't be still enough to hear the voice of God. Folk want to talk to the pastor so bad they can't see the other people that's in place to talk to them. Pastor ain't the source. That's why I stay away from some of y'all. Y'all understand ain't the source. If I die today, you going to go crazy because you can't see pastor? God is trying to instill a mindset in us. And, and see, the thing about it is God seems to communicate in threes. That's why I got so excited when I began to realize that we've been in a pandemic for three years and you're still here. I began to say God began to talk in threes because he has psalms, he has hymns, he has spiritual songs. It's, it's, it's death, burial, resurrection. It's, he stayed in the grave three years. It's Father, Son, Holy Ghost. Three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Oh, he deals in threes so much. And the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. John, not synoptic. You go to seminary, you'll learn about it, but I ain't got time to go into all that. He talks in threes. Therefore, God was giving us a message in this verse, nothing to do with a home in the natural. He was talking about a home in the spirit. Foxes have holes and birds have nests. But the son of man have nowhere to lay his head. See, 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 foxes are on the ground. 
right? And, 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 and birds are a little higher in the atmosphere, and then God is up here. But let me walk with you. See, foxes, most species of foxes, no, all foxes, foxes don't build burrows or dig holes until they're about to have babies. That's why they say you slide the fox, because foxes really a rolling stone. Come on, somebody. Wherever they lay his hat, that's where his home, but it didn't stay right there. A fox is hard to find because it never stays in the same place because it always wants to elude its prey, but also elude the predators that's coming towards it. So it always hides. The only time it digs a hole is when it's about to have babies. Y'all trying to talk to you for a minute? Most species of birds, not all birds, but most species of birds don't build nests until they're about to lay eggs. They don't care about a home. They build a nest only when they're about to lay eggs so they can have somewhere to, to, to warm their eggs, so they can have somewhere to take care of their eggs. And, and when they hatch to raise their young, come on, somebody, it's birthing. Foxes build holes when they're about to birth, and, 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 and birds build nests when they're about to birth. And God is saying, but the son of man, I have nowhere to lay his head. I have nowhere to produce my thoughts. I have nobody I can trust. I'm trying to download something into you, but you're not listening to me. I can't lay my head on you because you're not being still enough to hear my still, small voice. You keep listening to all the statistics. And you keep worrying and walking in fear of COVID. You keep walking around worrying about gas prices, and I'm trying to give you a word. Oh, can you hear, can you feel the frustrations of God? He said, foxes can have babies. They can raise their young. It's an animal. The birds of the nest, they little head. They ain't smart at all. But the son of man don't have no way to lay his head. They saw him raise the dead. They saw him turn water into wine. They saw him walk on water. They, 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 they saw him him cause leopards limbs to grow back and to be healed. They, they saw him cause the lame to walk. They saw him they saw him cause the mute to speak. They saw him do all these different miracles. But remember that time when the, the disciples couldn't do it and he said, you faithful generation, how long must I be with you? How long must I tarry with you? I need you to bring him to me. You've been around me all this time and you can't heal him. All And they said, Jesus, why we can't do it? Because it's only come through fasting and prayer. Jesus was frustrated. How long I got to be with you? Bring him to me, you faithless generation. He's saying even my boys who I'm around, even my top staff, even my executives can't understand what I'm trying to give them. But these foxes can have babies. These birds can have babies. But I can't birth nothing in you. I'm frustrated. I'm tired. I walk down 30 and 3. I walk down uh, 33. Uh, I walk down uh, generations to get here. I step out of infinite time and space. Stuck into your linear time and space. Stop getting served on the streets of gold. If it my, and my, my, my divinity and my omnipotence came down here to walk like you and you ain't got it yet. I swear I was going to be calm today, but it ain't working. But Jesus said, I don't have anywhere to reproduce myself. I want to be able to be in perfect harmony. I want to tell you something. I began to feel the frustration of God when I tore my patella tendon. Now I hope God didn't do this to me just to give a sermon. But I began to feel it because when I tore my patella, I, I began 
to realize it's funny how even though it's torn and you know you can't move it anyway, I begin to realize that my mind could not connect to the other part of my limb, not because it was just severed, but because I wasn't using it. And my fear was I was going to forget to how to move my leg. And after I had the surgery and they put it back together, I began uh, to try to move it. Now, I wasn't supposed to, but you know how you just want to know know if I can move it. I want to see if I can move it. I could move it. And, and they said you ain't supposed to move it. No way. I don't care. I'm not supposed to move it. I won't go move it too far. I just want to know I can move it. But I couldn't. And I began to get worried because it had been separated on Friday, but I had to fly up here back on, on, on a Monday. And then or whatever day, I don't know when I came, but there's something like that. And, 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 but it had been separated for five days. And so they said, we're trying to get it uh, done as quick as we can because the longer you wait, the harder it is to stretch the muscle back out for it to be able to have its same elasticity and its same movability, its same range of motion. And sometimes your mind, we got to retrain your muscles to be able to understand what your brain is saying. Oh, you don't hear it. I've been here for 48 years. I mean, 48 days. I'm like, 48 years I've been here able to play football, able to play basketball, able to play golf, walking up mountains, doing marathons, and all of a sudden I can't move, and they got to teach me all over again how to move my limbs. They say we got to start with your hamstrings because you can't, we don't want you to, to, to you can't move everything right now, and then I begin to worry and, and be quiet and hold, be still, and, 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 and he began to say, engage your, 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 your hamstring muscles, and I couldn't move in that far, but, but they began to move it for me. Come on, somebody. When you can't move, God will move you for you. Every now and then, if you can't do it on your own, he'll give you a nudge to send somebody to help you, so they had to begin to move it to teach my muscle how to move, and all of a sudden, my mind began to click and might begin to reconnect to the tendon and all of a sudden I could move my hamstring a little bit. Oh, come on somebody, I can understand the frustration of God. 33 years he walked on earth and everything he wanted Jesus to do, he did. Come on, somebody. Every time he said move, Jesus moved. Every time he told Jesus to speak, he spoke. Every time he told Jesus to do a healing, he did exactly what he wanted to do. And all of a sudden, after Jesus ascended into heaven, he had to deal with us. You do know you're the body of Christ. Now he can't move his body. He's trying to move his hamstring, but you not listening because you want to sing a solo and sound like me. Because you don't want to be where your gifts at. You, you, you want to be where you want your gifts to be. And you don't understand, no matter how simple your gift is, when you do it right, it'll bring attention to God and bring him glory. But the problem is you want the glory yourself. And they began to say, engage your hamstrings. And then, uh, Brother uh, Reverend Jonathan, they began to say, okay, now we're going to begin to help you move your calf muscles because we're going to make you move the calf muscles to get your calf muscles moving. Then we're going to move the glutes because we can't do it all at once because you got to learn how to move them separately now. And then you'll learn how to move them all together. Come on, somebody. There's some gifts in you that God has not ignited yet because your body is not ready to handle the anointing that goes through. Oh, y'all don't hear me. I got ahead of myself. Then he told me, don't engage my quadriceps because if you engage the quadriceps and begin to stretch out, the stitches are still in your patella and that's right in your, in your, in your, um, 
in, in your quadriceps, and that's where the cities are. And if you extend it, you can tear the muscles again. And so he said, even though you can move it, I don't want you to move it yet. I need you to let that stay dormant right now because that's going to hurt you. Can I tell you something? God has left some gifts in you dormant right now because it may bring too much attention to you and your character can't sustain you with the gifts you have. Sometimes God will hold your gifts and keep them dormant because you're not ready to handle the attention that will come to you. Uh-uh, y'all don't understand it. Your gifts will take you to places your character won't sustain you because there's so powerful because God gives the gift without repentance and he gifted you and put so many gifts in you but what he's trying to do is get you to learn how to move your gifted muscles separately and if you learn how to pray if you learn how to fast if you learn how to supplicate if you learn how to get in worship if you learn how to pray then he'll bring all those gifts together I can feel the frustration of God all this time, he can move freely. It's because Jesus was connected to him. Can I tell you something? I don't care if you're 33 or 53. We all the same age. Can I let you know that you was already built before the foundation of the world. God already knew you. You was already in spirit because your spirit was already here. And the same way that I forgot how to move my tendon, it wasn't that I never moved my tendon before. When I was a little baby and the doctor hit me, and I'm still looking for that Negro right now, when it hit me to make me scream and make me cry to get the, 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 the phlegm out of my throat to make sure that I'm getting out the water that I've been in the placenta with my mom after I came out of her womb to make me cry and get the impediments out of me. Can I let you know something? Every now and then God will make you cry to get some impediments out of you, to make you shout, to make you scream to him, to make sure he can get all the things out of you that's blocking you from him. Oh, I'm going to tell you something. God will. I, I'm going somewhere with this. I don't know where I'm going. We're just going to walk. Well, y'all going to walk. I'm going to stand. I was about to walk and I thought about it. I'm holding on to this poor here for dear life. <laughs> See, before you was in your mother's womb, he knew you. You already knew how to sing before you had a singing coach. You already knew how to play the organ before you took lessons. Come on, somebody. You already knew how to orchestrate business before you got your degree because God had already put the gifts in you. He just makes you study to show yourself approved because when you was in heaven, you was already made. That's why the devil resists you all the time because he understands he was right there when you was made because he was the God, he was the angel of worship. God had put pipes in him. God had put organs in him. God had put worship in him and he was right there with you when you were made. That's why he knows all of your weaknesses. That's why he knows how to gut punch you the same way God knows you, Satan knows you, because before the founders of the world, he already knew who you were. You were just released in this time continuum, but your spirit already knew. That's why you don't have to renew your spirit. You got to renew your mind so you can begin to ask, God, can I lay, can you lay your head on me? But you got to renew your mind. 
and get in line with God because your spirit already knows. Your spirit already knows how to move the hamstring of your singing gift. Yo, 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 your spirit already knows how to move the quadriceps of your prophetic gift. Your spirit already knows how to move the hand of your of, of your of your of your of your of your discernment. Your spirit already knows how to turn the neck of your administrative gift. It already knows how to do it. It's just trying to train you enough so you can be able to understand how to move it in this time and space. The same way I had to learn how to move my hamstrings and my, and my quads, not my quads yet, and my, and my, and my, and my, and my calves and, and, and my glutes and all that. The same way I had to learn how to move them separately. You got to learn how to pray. You got to learn how to fast. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You got to learn how to praise. Uh, see, so you got to learn how to praise first because praising him is when he gave you something. You let, oh, Lord, you're so good. But then if you learn how to praise him, you will get more mature and learn how to worship him. Because when you worship him, you might have just broke your knee and mad at God. You better watch out, somebody. To worship him, you might have just lost your job and you still say, I know you're still going to provide all of my needs. Because when you really learn how to worship him, you worship him in good times. You worship him in bad times. You worship him when you get the job. You worship him when you don't have the job. Because you understand that he's worthy. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get somebody to remember when they was in the spiritual realm because before he knew, before you was in your mother's womb, Jeremiah, I knew you. Before you was in your mother's womb, I knew you. <laughs> Sister Janice, I knew. I knew who you was. I knew. I knew you was going to be a deacon even when you thought you weren't going to be no deacon no more. I already knew where you was going to be, Brother Cooley. I already called you. I already knew where you were. I know you thought you couldn't handle it, but I already had smiled and gave you an anointing. I already knew where you was going to be. I already knew you was going to be singing. I already knew you was going to be doing records. I already knew it before you even knew it in your mind. I saw it. God has already made you fearfully and wonderfully. Your mind, your soul just got to catch up with your spirit. You got to reconnect the tendons of your soul to your spirit. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, the, the crazy thing about it is I'm going to, your patella tendon or your joint is you because the spirit is your spirit. Your, your, your flesh is your body. Your soul is stuck in between. Oh, y'all don't hear me. And see, we always say, some people always say, mind, mind. Uh, uh, anyway, I don't want to go, I don't want to tell you wrong, but can I tell you something? It's your mind, your soul, all together, your, your spirit, and your body, you're a triune, just like God. You, you three. But the thing about it is, your flesh hard-headed. It don't want to do what the spirit want to do. It's always trying to make you do what the flesh want to do. I want to lose weight. I'm going to get in shape. Three o'clock in the morning, eating Oreos. Because your flesh, your mind want to be in shape, but your flesh wants some cookies. Ha, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Your flesh ain't ready. Your spirit always trying to lead you in the truth. Your flesh always trying to take you to hell and your soul is stuck in between. Which one you going to feed the most? You going to feed your spirit the most or you going to feed your flesh the most? And what I'm trying to tell you is when you were in perfect harmony with God in infinite time and space, when you were interstellar before he released you in this chronological space, in this linear time and space, he already knew who you were. And in heaven, see, that's why the Bible says that will be done on earth. I'm going to sit down because I'm going to get too excited. Lord, I don't want to fall. Help me, Lord. This is the thing. Thy will be done on earth as it what? As it will be done? <clears throat> as, it, as it what? Oh, okay. So it's already done. You already a prophet in the spiritual realm. You just got to connect your tendon of your soul to your spirit. Y'all missing it. Hold on. Thy will be done on earth as it is, right? Not is going to be. That will be done on earth as it is. You already a bad man, Majama. You just don't know it. God has already gifted you. You just not walking in it. He already made you a prophet. He already made you a singer. He already made you a millionaire. He already made you an entrepreneur. He already made you a leader. Did I knock this off? Oh, is it on? Can you hear me? Did it go out? Hey, help me, man. Hey, do I got an Ohio State sound, man? Wet. You can't handle the wet. Just take this box with me. You know what? Um, sorry, y'all. We're going to edit all this stuff out. Now, we'll be done on earth as it is in heaven. God is all, God already knows you, He already made you, He's already gifted you. He's already anointed you. He's already appointed you. Only thing you got to do is walk out the motions. The movie has already been written, and you the star. So even though you're going to go through drama, even you're going to go through trials and tribulations, even you're going to go through setbacks and roadblocks, you're going to win because you're already victorious. Thou will be done on earth as it already is in heaven. You already made it. You already won. The devil can't stop you. He know he can't stop you. He's just trying to keep your soul from being reconnected totally to your spirit. You go to school because you go to school because we, we go to these schools and make sure that we, you know, people understand uh, that we, you know, we, we educated. But you don't need that stuff. You go to it because the systems of the world has set up that way. And God said, go ahead and study to show yourself approved. But at the end of the day, he already gifted you. I know some uneducated people that can run circles around people with doctorate degrees. God has already gifted you. 
I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna end right here. Like, I ain't gonna scream and shout because I've been there and started jumping them and down and had to go back to surgery. <laughs> I need you to understand, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but I'm rewriting this scripture. I believe he has somewhere to lay his head. I believe he can lay his head on you. I believe he can lay his head on you. I believe he has some gifts that he wants to put in you and you're going to receive them. You're going to make sure that Jesus and God aren't frustrated anymore. We are the body of Christ. It don't matter if you're the hand, the knee, the calf, the hamstring, the neck. We all of equal importance. I remember when I was interviewing for Newbies Grove, they said, what ministry is the most important? And I said, well, what tie, what tie on your car the most important? It went on flat, you ain't going nowhere. And so those type of quotes to me, I mean, you know, it makes sense to a certain extent. But you cannot say what ministry is more important because how can the hand say to the wrist, I don't need you? In fact, how can the foot even say to the hand, I can't need you because you still can't go nowhere without me? I need you to understand that you're fearfully and wonderfully made. And can I tell you something? My, my back hurts sometimes on the right side because I'm having to overcompensate for my left side. I'm tired. My, my arms begin to catch cramps in them sometimes when I got to use the crutches to move because it has to over... It has to overcompensate for my <laughs> leg. <laughs> you understand? So... When, when my leg can't do its job, it strains my other leg. It strains my other shoulder. My whole body has to go into trying to rebalance itself to make sure that it takes up for the limitations of a leg that needs to do its job. Y'all don't hear me. Until my leg gets healed, other parts of my body going to feel a little out of whack. Because it has to pull this leg along. Yeah, 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 I'm missing it. The body of Christ has been having to overcompensate because you're not walking in your gifts. God's body is hurting because you're not moving where he tells you to move. You're trying to be an usher and you mean need to be on security. You're trying to be a soloist, knowing you can't sing. Man, that Drake, because you can't sing a solo. <laughs> you don't even sound good in the shower. You know you don't sound good. But God has a place for you. And until you take your rightful place, the church going to be walking with a limp. Because can I tell you something? Even when I had shoulder surgery, I still walked funny because my shoulder, you realize you, you knew a lot of stuff with the joints and I had to hold it to make sure that it didn't hurt and I had to walk timidly and still walk differently to overcompensate. Y'all don't hear me. The body of Christ has, have, has had to overcompensate for you and me because there's some gifts that you're not walking in. I need you to walk in your gifts.
so that the body of Christ can walk the way it should. I was about to give you an example, but it ain't going to look right. It ain't going to go well. <laughs> you need to reconnect your soul to your spirit. You are the joint. You are the patella tendon between your spirit and your flesh. Because your flesh needs to carry out what your spirit telling your soul. Because your soul got to tell your flesh where to go. That's why Paul said, I got to beat my flesh into submission. I just need you to hear this. I just need to hear this. I'm going to sit down because I know I'm babbling on, but I need you to hear this one more time. This verse, foxes have holes. Birds have nests. But the Son of Man have nowhere to lay his head. I don't know about you, but I don't want my God to be frustrated. It's frustrated laying down. You can't even move your, your knee 20 degrees when you should be able to bend it all the way. I can't even, it's going to take three months before I can bend it 90 degrees. And 90 degrees, not even me bending on my own, is me having a, 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 a yoga uh, strap to pull it and help myself move it. Y'all don't hear me. I need you to walk in your anointing and your gifts so the body of Christ don't have to keep stretching you. So the body of Christ won't have to keep overcompensating for you. What are your gifts? What are you not operating in that's causing the body of Christ to suffer? That's making God be like, foxes have holes, birds have nests, but the Son of Man have nowhere to birth. I need you to understand this. God has a legacy for you. God has a word for you. God has a purpose for you that only you can fulfill. I need you to walk out those gifts and reconnect your soul to your spirit. I need you to fast. I need you to pray. I need you to praise. I need you to worship. I need you to exercise all those gifts. Because once you exercise all those gifts, all that praise, all that worship, all that fasting, all that supplication, he'll begin to ignite the other gifts he needs to work in you so he can get the job done for the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. Sorry I couldn't jump around with y'all. I ain't trying to do all that, but I need you to understand that God wants to give you a word, and I don't want him to be frustrated. God didn't need no house. He was a carpenter. Jesus didn't need a house. He had friends like Lazarus with mansions. He didn't need nowhere to live. He had a treasurer. I don't know about you, but do you got a treasure for your bank account? Jesus need a treasurer for his bank account. He was not broke. He was frustrated because the people of God were not being sensitive enough to his voice to do what it is he needed to do. The world is about to be changed because you're about to start walking in your gifts. And you're not going to get jealous of what Perez walk in. You're not going to get jealous of what Ashley walk in. You're not going to get jealous of what not walk in. You know why? Because you're going to take care of your own gifts. Can I tell you something? I'm going to sit down. Well, actually, I'm going to lay down. <laughs> Can I tell you something? When you knock the gifts you got and you jealous because Cooley got something you ain't got, you know who you really disrespected? God. Because God gave you a gift that Smoot can't do. God gave you a gift that Ozzy can't do. 
God gave you a gift that I can't do. He gave you a gift and he gave you a purpose just for you. I don't understand it. How can, how can uh, them people on how can Neo and Mor- Morpheus know their purpose and we don't know our purpose? How the key master knew just he just supposed to be over the keys? And how everybody know their gifts and what they supposed to do on TV? Yet we don't walk in our giftedness, and it seems like movies are more spiritual than us because everybody handle their job. I'm gonna sit down for real. I must be a real preacher again. God said I'm gonna sit down about three, four times. God has a purpose for you. He wants to lay his head on you. He wants to birth a vision in you that only you can do in the name of Jesus.